All right, all right. How's everybody doing today? Good morning. How's everybody doing this morning? How's everybody doing? Good morning, good morning, guys. Good morning, everybody. Hey, last day of the month. All right, all right, all right. How's everybody doing, guys? It is Friday. Good morning, everybody. How's everybody doing? Good morning, uh, Capital Chevrolet, WKXAM, here in Austin, Texas, live. Good Good morning, good morning. Looking good, looking good. Hope everybody's having a good morning so far. Hopefully everybody had a great weekend. Today is Friday. Who's ready to make it happen today? Raise your hand. All right, all right. Guys, how you doing this morning? It is a beautiful, beautiful Friday. Good morning. All right, all right. Good morning, guys. Good morning, good morning. Morning, good morning, everybody. How we doing? How we doing? Too many beautiful people here this morning. Well, listen, guys, it is Friday. And guess what? Is it the last Friday of the month? I think so, isn't it? It's over, guys. This month is just gone. Gone just like that. So, hey, we got Roy in the house this morning, guys. Have you guys met the amazing Roy Davila? I hope you have. I hope you have. I hope you have because uh, he is amazing. Uh, he's a gentleman that's uh, joining the Bravo organization. Uh, he comes from a Lithia background, and, and I've been watching Roy for a long time. We've been talking, we've been planning, and the time is here. He's here. Uh, he's helping us out with our stores uh, right now. And uh, excited for that because I think it's going to help us put some really good things in place. Not that we're broken, guys, but guess what? The biggest room in the world, we already know, is the room for improvement. Right, Kobe? So even though even though a lot of people, guys, look at us and they go, man, you guys got a great process. You guys got a great uh, energy, great culture, all these things. We know we can be better. We can't. We, there's, a room, there's room for improvement and we can always get better. Roy, how are you doing this morning, man? I'm doing great, boss. Glad to be a part. You got a great team at both stores. You're right. These guys got an awesome process. We can fine tune some things. And I think these guys are going to kill it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. What What have you noticed about, about our team? What do you like about our team so far? Man, I know you've been to both of our stores. You've met some amazing people. You've met uh, the amazing team at Cadillac, the amazing team at Chevrolet. You met the best looking uh, manager in the car business, S. Dean, I'm sure. And you were like, wow, this guy's a supermodel. What does he do in the car business? <laughs> but everything, everybody that you've met so far, what what have you noticed about our team, man? The energy, the culture. As soon as I walked into Cadillac, you can tell the music's pumping, the guys are moving, everybody's active. Uh, same thing with Las Cruces. I got there, music's pumping, energy's there. The culture, you can feel it. So I, I think that's something you can't fake in a dealership. You know, Either you got it or you don't. I've walked into dealerships and it's a morgue. It, it feels like people are making tough decisions. It just doesn't feel good. And when you walk into both of these stores, it feels alive. They have their own, yes. they have their own vibe, their own culture, man. I, I love it. It, it. it was easy for me to come in and just jump right in because of that. Everybody nice. was receptive. I mean, guys were willing to learn. I spent a lot of time with a lot of these managers and at no point did I feel like, Hey, who's this guy or what's he doing here? Uh, it felt like, Hey, what, what can we learn? What are we doing? You know, what, what's your tip here? Give me advice here. Uh, everybody here is very receptive. So, I think yeah, that's so a, 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 a testament to y'all's leadership and what you put in place. So, well, you know, Roy, it's uh, it's so true, man. And, and and just one thing that you need to know, man, that that I, we've been saying this for the past five months. We're only five months into this, and, and you know, we took capital from the numbers that we took capital to, to from one hundred to eight hundred, and then Seguin. And right now, we've accomplished so much, but there's still so many so many loose ends in a lot of places, and we're coming to find like, okay. Who, who's bought in by now? We know who's bought in. We know who's willing to follow the process, who's willing to grow, who's willing to learn, who's willing to get better. And, and, and it's been it's been a, a journey so far. And a lot of these guys have done a tremendous, tremendous job. 
Uh, but sometimes what we have noticed, guys, and I want to bring this up, is sometimes when when you do good for a couple of months, right? And I'm sure you know this, Roy. You get you do good for a couple of months and you think, oh, man, everything's good. We're good. And then, bam, you get hit with a bad month and you're like, whoa, you know, I thought we had everything in place. I thought everything was good. Have you experienced that before? And what do you think? Why do you think that happens sometimes? Yeah, it's momentum, right? Especially when you grow as quick as, as this team's grown and, and some of the teams that I've grown in the past have. When you go from, you know, 50, 60, 70 units to 200 and you're chasing that 300 number, sometimes it's easy to feel like, hey, we've we've done something really well. And you kind of you take a breath and that breath turns into a rest. And then all of a sudden things start to pile up. Um, so I, I think momentum, I, I, you'll hear me say this a lot keep big mo alive right momentum is something that you have to keep alive on a daily basis you cannot let it rest so no matter how well of a day you had no matter how well of a month you had you've got to keep that energy you've got to keep that intensity and you got to keep that culture going it, it i mean it's it's hard work to keep it moving it's very easy to let it die it's so hard to build it back up so when you have it you need to keep it running and keep it moving i, I love that i love that and let me ask you this Roy. you seem so so focused you seem so driven i mean you're young man you're young i'm 40 i'm 50 years old you look like you're maybe 32 i don't know i don't know exactly your age but you look very young your skin is nice and smooth man you don't got the chance like me okay so so let me ask you this how did you become because there's a lot of young people here who want to be successful who are trying to do the right thing all the time how do you keep yourself that focused it seems like your level of maturity uh professional wise you're very mature how did you arrive to that point? What was the what was the pivotal point? What was it? And I don't, I know you have a nickname, so that's part two of my question. And I can't remember the nickname, but I know I've seen it written down and people, the bull or something. I can't remember what it is, but what, what where did that nickname come from, man? Tell us about it. So uh, in 2012, I was uh, nicknamed the Wolf. Um, the I was wolf, behind yeah. a used car desk. Uh, it was me and my buddy Leo, who was one of my mentors, worked with me. Um, and Leo was a Leo. That was a sign. So he would read his, his horoscope every day. Leos are this, Leos are that. And uh, we were selling about 120 used cars. I was desking about 70. He was doing the, the leftover. Uh, it was a majority on my days off where he would kind of take over. And uh, this older Hispanic gentleman came up and Leo was reading his horoscope one day and he says, hey, if you're a lion, that kid's a wolf. And Leo goes, man, a lion will destroy a wolf. It's king of the jungle, right? Like, I'll take that. And uh, the guy goes, no, you're not understanding. He said, a lion will eat until he's full. He'll leave the leftovers for his pride or hyenas or whatever. He goes, a wolf will eat until there's nothing left on the phone. And ever since then, I was like, you know what? I like that. And it kind of stuck. And then the sales guy started to call me that. Uh, it, it, it took over in Corpus Christi and it's kind of ran with me. And when, when I look at it in that perspective, I love it. it. It wasn't the Wolf of Wall Street or any of that stuff. This was more in the sense of there's never enough, right? Um, in my opinion, and we've talked about this, the two most dangerous words in the English language are good job. Gives you a, the ability to feel like you've achieved something. And I feel like we're never done. No matter what level we get to, we're always chasing that next level. Um, and for me personally, it took a turn when I stopped caring about my wallet. I stopped caring about my title and I started caring about the legacy. What what footprint can I leave in this industry? No matter how old I am, no matter how long I've been in it, what can I do to help the people around me? And I think when I started to take that serious, I, I, there is no enough. I can't eat enough. I can't do enough. I can't help enough. I want to keep going. And then when, of course, we had the opportunity to put this together, man, I, I think it quenched what I was looking for, for more. I felt like in my city, in my town and what I was doing, 
I was kind of getting to that plateau area and I wanted to reach out and grow more. So the opportunity to work with you guys, um, a lot of, I, I do a lot of things, right. I, I love my processes, but I've seen you guys from afar and I've wanted to learn your, your style and, and how you guys do things. So I'm so excited to be a part of this group and, and help wherever I can. Yeah. And you know, I think, I think we all can learn from each other. Right. And I think there's a lot of things that our team, we do that a lot of people don't know and a lot of people are not doing. So I think it's going to be beneficial for both of us. And, and, I, and I'm super excited about it. And as you know, already, we have amazing leadership. We have some great, great people uh, that work with us and lead, and, and the team is amazing. The salespeople. So, so I want to ask you something. What, you know, you came from Lithia and I noticed I've had a lot of Lithia managers. I've been doing this for a long time. And some of my best managers I ever had came from the Lithia. Guys, Lithia is an, it's a big auto group. It's one of the largest auto groups in the, in the nation. They have stores all over the country. I don't even know how many stores, maybe Roy knows, but I'm, I'm thinking in the hundreds, right? Uh, plus probably, uh, if not more, probably 500 stores. I, was, I don't know. It's a big, big, it's like auto nation. Uh, but what I know, what I have noticed about Lithia managers is they seem very organized, very focused. What what is the culture like in Lithia? What what I mean I mean if, if if one of us decided we want to go work at Lithia, what's to expect at a Lithia store? What 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 makes Lithia store so? Because uh, I know they're successful. A lot of them. I don't know they're as successful as ours, but they are very successful. But one thing I think they're consistent, and it's it's always the same everywhere you go. You see consistency with the grosses, with working every deal, with not letting deals away, with the accountability part of it. And I feel that's that's been a big part of uh, of where you're at right now is that you've learned that. That 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 structure you you've had that that foundation and I know David is also a lithium manager too. I just found out that out and I was like, well, that makes a lot of sense in, in a lot of ways. Uh, but go ahead and tell us about the lithium culture. Uh, it's different because it's a publicly traded company, so they're so in tune with their processes. You cannot make mistakes, you know, um, because they are a publicly traded company. Um, they close their books so like we don't have one monthly close. We used to close every two weeks. So after every two weeks, you've got to make sure all your deals are in the office, ready to go upstairs. There's no exceptions for POI or this or that. Um, and then at the end of the month, by midnight, if it's not turned in and booked, you're, you're done. So I, I think they teach you how to run a lot tighter. In uh, an independent, I had the ability to not trick the system, but work around certain things. And with Lithia, man, you have none of that. There is no exceptions. And those office managers... I mean, I've heard about some tough office managers. A Lithia office manager is a diff. I mean, that's a different animal. They there is no exceptions, no room for error. You've got to be on top of your game. And what about salespeople, Roy? Tell us about salespeople. Like, what do they have a process? I mean, I think I think a lot of the salespeople are wondering, like, man, when I come to work at Bravo, I'm expected to make 25 calls a day. I'm expected to have one or two appointments each and every day. They want me to work the service drive. They want me to be certified. They want me to send thank you cards. They want me to ask for referrals. They want me to do a proper business turn. They want me to capture the missing party. It seems like a lot. It seems like, man, we're asking too much from these people uh, who are making, some of them, you know, six figures or more, obviously, right? But is this a lot versus other stores or is this normal? Is the Lithia culture the same when it comes to accountability? Uh, what, what Tell us about it, man. Uh, in theory, it's the same. They have 12 steps to sell. They train on it from the day you show up. I mean, in, 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 until you're a 20, 30 year veteran, they're training on the same steps every day. And that's one thing that I've seen. We're going to cover the sales process. We're going to cover the sales process. And then we're going to cover the sales process. There's never, hey, we did it enough times. We're going to stop. They continually do it in their trainings. 
and there's some offsite training that they pay for and stuff like that. Uh, but even with Lithia, like we've done here, and, and I've talked to the floor managers and the sales managers here, with Lithia, I was able to implement those quarter times like we're doing here, and we saw productivity and accountability jump up to the nth degree. So even a publicly traded company, the, the second largest retailer in the nation, took an idea and implemented it in their stores to grow. Um, but before doing that, I mean, it, it was it was training, training, training. They spent the money on on uh, uh, online training courses, sending people to, to, to conferences. It, there wasn't an expense that was more important than making sure their people were, were trained and ready to go. Awesome, awesome. Well, man, guys, I know you guys are excited, as excited as I am to have Roy join our team. We're recruiting from all over the country, guys. This guy is not from our area over here in El Paso. Uh, and recruiting, I'm only recruiting the best, the best, the best. Trust me, a lot of people reach out to me. A lot of people say, hey, Flo, I want to come work with you and I want to come be a part of this. And, and Roy has been uh, taking a leap of faith with us and saying, you know what? Uh, I want to be a part of this building, building stages, right? And uh, I'm super excited about that. But Roy, uh, I want to ask you about something else, man. Tell us about when you were a salesperson, man. When you were a salesperson, this, this is a sales meeting, right? And I want to take advantage of having you here. And I want these guys to get to know you. What made Roy? I mean, you're a, you've been successful. I mean, I mean, you. How old are you, by the way? I, I know I asked him. You, you hit it on the money. I'll be 32 in uh, November. There you go. 32 years old, man. You look good, man. 32 years old, father, a husband, very professional, very mature. And you're about to be a GM of two stores with Alex Flores, which I think is pretty freaking amazing. And I'm so excited for you. So obviously, you've done very well for yourself. Heck, I wasn't a GM at 32. Uh, no way. Uh, not even close. So you've done it way faster than me. You, you seem to know your stuff. You seem to be a, a hands-on action guy. So tell us about when you were a salesperson. Obviously, you've done things right. What made Roy a successful salesperson? Obviously, you got promoted. But what, what, describe to us what, what made Roy a great salesperson and what were some of the things you believed system? What did you do on a daily basis? So I looked at this business and I was a sports guy. I played college football. I got hurt and, and I had to get into the business, right? I had to find a job. So I got into the car business very young and I, I got in around 19, just before my 20th birthday. So as I sat in and I, I was with the store that uh, had a bunch of veterans, it was an established store. The, the average tenure on the floor was about 12 years, I believe. Um, so they didn't have a really good onboarding or training program. So it was one of those things where you had to figure it out pretty quick. Uh, but one of the things that I quickly caught on is it was the closest thing to professional sports as I could get. You had 30 people with the same job title, but the pay discrepancy was based on their performance. So to me, I thought very simple. Hey, if I want to be a top earner, I have to work harder than these guys. If they make 20 calls, I got to make 50. If they set 10 appointments, I got to set 20. If they sell 10 cars, I got to sell 20. If they sell 20, I got to sell 30. So I kept that competitive advantage and I was hungry for knowledge. So instead of thinking that I'd figured it out once I started to perform very well, I still spent a lot of time with my senior sales guys learning their ways. I would listen in when they close a car deal. I'd listen in when they were working something. I was very attentive with my desk managers. Uh, and, I, and I've said it to a couple of these guys here. When a desk manager told me something, I didn't stand flat footed and defend my way of doing it because obviously I did something wrong. Whenever they were coaching me, I sat back and I was receptive towards it. And even if it hurt my pride sometimes, I always thought if I did it right, this guy wouldn't be telling me these things. So it's if I want to get better, I need to listen to it. Right. And I've always respected the position above me, regardless of who was there, regardless of how I felt about him. I always said, hey, that guy's there for a reason. My, my leader believes in him. I need to believe in him. So I bought into it. 
hook, line, and sinker. All right. That's amazing. And you know, you kind of read my mind because that was going to be my next question. You know, one thing that I think has made me very successful and helped me be where I am today is that I've taken the time on my own, on my own, to learn things, to read books, to seek information, to, to go to places where I know I can learn. And I'm, ask, I'm always asking questions and, hey, what about this? What about that? How do you do this? And really learn, not just ask for the sake of it. And, and we have a mutual friend, uh, Sean Bradley, that always says that information without execution is just information, right? So, so we know we know what that looks like. So, so what what where did you go for that? Where what kind of resources? Like, so when you're a salesperson, you're trying to get better. Aside from 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 mentoring that you were getting from these managers, mentoring that you get from the veterans, what else did you do at home, away from the dealership, that you feel like, hey, this made a huge difference in my career and really made me a better salesperson? I read a lot of books and I bought every program I could. I would spend the money uh, on, on the Grant Cardone programs. I'd spend the money on the on Grant Cardone's books. Anything that had to do with with retention. Uh, um, I, I read the book, you know, how to make a customer for life, how to make friends for life. Dale Carnegie, man, I, anything I could get my hands on. If I wasn't in the dealership and I wasn't spending time with my kids, I was spending time learning about the, the business. Um, every waking hour that I had left over and it took a lot of accountability on my part to plan my days out. I wanted to make sure that I still had quality of life, but at the same time, this is my profession. A professional athlete has to put in time in the off season and, you know, when they're not playing to make sure that they keep their scale level up. And I keep referring back to that. I, I treated it like it was a sport and like I was an athlete. It was on me to do these things, right? I needed to do my workouts. I needed to do my training. I needed to warm up. Um, so I, I sought as much knowledge as I could outside of the dealership. And then I was fortunate to hook up with Sean Bradley and groups like that, the Millionaire Car Salesman group on Facebook, everything I could to reach out to people that were outside my market. Cause it felt like you were doing really good here, but then you hear about the Ollie Raiders, you hear about the Cody Carter, you hear about these guys that are just doing these astronomical things. So obviously there's more to this and I need to go figure out what they're doing. Love it. Love it, man. That is amazing. That is amazing. So, so, what advice would you give to someone that, besides from learning, listening to managers, seeking out mentorship, if you could tell someone, this is how you sell 20 cars a month, what would you tell them they have to do? You need to work. You need to work. So, and I've had this conversation with some of these guys. If you're going to be at the dealership 12 hours, minimum, you need to give eight honest hours of effort. If you want to be extreme and extraordinary, you need to give 10, right? And I understand there's those two hours for tacos, Facebook, you know, communicate, whatever that is. You need to hold yourself accountable Club to that house. eight to 10 hour club. Yep, clubhouse. Yep. Um, you, you need to hold yourself accountable to actually working those eight to 10 hours, right? Um, and that's calls, that's prospecting, that's hosting, that's Facebook Live, that's, that's actual honest work, something that's going to get you closer to a car deal or to a customer. I love it. I love it. Man. Thank you so much, Roy. That's amazing, man. I know, I know everybody. Let's give Roy a hand, guys. Let's give him some love, man. He did a good job. We appreciate him being here. And uh, man, guys, Roy's gonna be here for the next two weeks, three weeks, a month, maybe a month and a half. We don't know yet. Maybe two months. Who knows? But when you see Roy, man, ask him questions. Say, hey, hey, Roy, can you can you help me with this? Can you help me with that? I think Roy will be more than happy to do that. Uh, he's here to help us in any possible way he can. Uh, and we appreciate you being here, Roy. Uh, I said, I know I said I was done with you, but I want to ask you one more thing from a manager standpoint. Sometimes I think we miss some deals. Sometimes we don't work the deals. Since you're the wolf, 
and you freaking eat everything. I mean, there's nothing left on the damn bone. I mean, I, I'm already picturing you eating a rib. I mean, that thing is clean. I mean, my dog Chevy's mad at you because there's like, you didn't leave him nothing, okay? Which is good. I love it. So when I when you said that and you was like, I don't leave anything on the bone, I'm thinking, man, this guy's going to try everything he can to make a car deal. That's, that's what I heard. I, I wasn't really actually thinking about a bone. I was thinking more of a car deal. I was thinking more of a phone call, of an appointment, of some training. So, so what do you think? Why do you think sometimes people give up on deals? So why do you think sometimes we don't try, you know, to ask for a different cosigner, to go out there and find a different car, to make one more phone call, to ask them, hey, well, what about this? What about that? And, and, and what differentiates you when it comes to that versus some people that you've experienced with? It's and it's not necessarily always a bad thing. It's people in our positions tend to have, hey, we can get it done. We're we're the ones that can, people rely on us. They count on us. So if we can't do it, man, there there might not be something there. What helped me was to remember you can see the forest from the trees, right? I'm if I'm nose to nose with the car deal and I'm spending a couple hours with it, it's easy to get lost in there and think, hey, I'm I'm trying to fit it into this peg and I can't fit into this one. As to where your coworkers that are working around you can see things that you can't necessarily see because you're so caught in it. They're watching from a bird's eye view and you're watching from so far forward. So one of the things that I did is I did turn deals. I did make phone calls. I did rehash. I did try every option I could, but when I was done, I wasn't done. That meant I was done. I needed to grab somebody else and ask for their opinion, ask for their help. And then if they were done, the next person, I mean, there was three or four sets of eyes that hit these car deals while the customer was still sitting in here. We're trying to capture as much business as we can while the customer's here with us because we know that's the best time to try to sell them a car. So instead of thinking, hey, man, I submitted it 20 different places or I rehashed it eight times. I tried this. I tried that. It's done. It's dead. Hey, what do you think? What are you seeing? Hey, finance, come over here. Floor manager, come over here. Hey, used car guy, come over here. Let, let's, let's take a look at this together and make sure that there's nothing left on there. Amen. Amen. And we believe in that. Uh, we don't always practice it, but that's something we talk about all the time. So, Roy, thank you so much for your time, man. Appreciate you very much. All right, guys, you heard you heard the wolf, guys. You heard the wolf. But now here comes the lion, man. Here comes the lion. Hey, lion's not sheep, right, D? Let's go, baby. Let's go, man. But I got to watch out for that wolf, man, because he's not going to leave me nothing. Man, but I think I might eat just his bones. Whenever he's done with that bone, I might just eat that bone. I hope I don't choke on that damn thing. But hey, listen, guys. I am excited, excited to be here today. It's Friday. Man, I know Albert's excited. I know Ozzy's excited. Hey, guys, it is time to execute. It is time to execute. It is Friday, guys. All right. I do want to talk to you about something that's got kind of a little heavy on my chest right now, which is pushing to worksheets, guys. Pushing to worksheets. Man, I, I need you to help me out on this, Roy. I need you to help me out with this. David, uh, uh, Albert, uh, Freddie, please, 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 please. Long team. Uh, Robert, I mean, come on, guys. We've talked about this. If we don't push people to a worksheet, we're not going to sell them a car. All right. And, and hey, let, guess what? You've proven to me that what I've been saying this whole time is true. Let me tell you what I mean by that. People that were putting on a, on a worksheet were actually selling them a car. We're at 50%. Everybody that, both stores, I think we're at 53% on the cruises, and I want to say 48% at Cadillac or vice versa. I can't remember. But either way, the people that were putting on a worksheet we're selling half of them. We are selling half of them. So what does that mean? That means that we got to put everybody on a worksheet. Guys, you're going to hear the excuses. You're going to hear customers saying, hey, I want to go. Th I, I'm still looking around, Alex. You don't have what I'm looking for. I don't know that I, that I like this Nissan. I might want to see if they have another one, a different one somewhere else. 
I don't know that I, I this truck may be too much for my budget. I don't think this is in my budget. I don't, th- you know what? I want to, my, my wife, my wife just called me, told me dinner's ready. I got to go. It doesn't matter. We got to push everybody to a worksheet, guys. And you already know how to do it. That's the beauty of it. Roy may not, not know how to do it, but he's going to learn it really fast, which is, hey, Roy, guess what? Great news, man. We sell an average of what? 160 cars a month, right? Right, D? We sell 160 cars a month. And, and last month, Roy, we surveyed every customer that actually bought a car from us. Roy, everybody knows how to do this in both stores, by the way. Every salesperson, every closer, every manager. And we sold 166 cars. We surveyed them and we asked them and we surveyed them. What were you hoping to do when you actually came to the dealership that you couldn't be, that you couldn't do from home, from your office, away from the dealership? And all of them said the same what? How many things did they say? They said what? Two things, right? Two things. And one was, they all said, well, we came to drive the car. We wanted to drive the car. Great. We already did that, Roy, and you love the car. Or maybe you don't love the car, but if this, if this was the right car, this is the one you would buy. The second thing they said they wanted to do when, you came to the, when they came to the dealership was to get a price to know how much would it cost? How much would it cost me a month? How much discount am I going to get? What am I going to get for my trade? What would my payments be? What would the term be? What would the rate be? So, Roy, because we care, because we care, okay, because we care about you and we love you, we want to do something for you because we love you, right? Everybody give Roy a hug. Everybody give Roy a hug because we love you. Make sure you could do it like this to your customer and go like this. Look, rock like this. Because we love you so much, we want to give you, Roy, some numbers to take home with you, okay? We want to give you some numbers to take home with you so that you can think about it, so that you can pray about it, so that you can shop it to your drop it from Mexico to Waco. We don't care. Let's go. Okay. We want to make sure that you are happy. So we want to give you these numbers to take home with you. Okay. Follow me and let me show you how easy it is to, to do business with you. You see, at other dealerships, Roy, people want to hide the numbers. They don't want to tell you the numbers until you're ready to buy. We don't believe in that. We want to make sure that you leave here with a proposal and no, with no, no, no hassle, no haggle. No, no obligation. We just want to give you these numbers. Roy, how do you feel about that? Are you okay with that? I love that. It's an opportunity. It's an opportunity to do business and you're pushing the, you're, you're moving forward. I love it. Right. And, 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 and guess what? What this does, Roy, this, this eliminates that the, 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 the it, what I tell these guys all the time is they don't have to worry about selling. All they have to do, just so you know, man, a Bravo, because you're going to go around two Bravo stores. The Bravo belief system is that the salesperson's job is only one. Okay, salesperson. One salesperson for a, for a, for a $50 spin. Who can tell Roy what is the, the only job of the salesperson at Bravo organization? Okay, the number one thing is you find the right car. Oh, let's go, baby. But Roy, on a serious note, what we do here, the way we teach my process we want to make sure that the salesperson has only one job and one job only. Okay. One thing, the only one thing you're supposed to do, you know what it is, Roy, as a salesperson, you hear this, is to select, to select, to select a vehicle or a truck that the customer will either own now or in the future. Okay. I'm going to say that again, guys, so you guys can unpack this and know this is huge. My only job as a salesperson at Bravo organization is to select. So I got to go outside in the lot and I got to select a vehicle or a truck. It doesn't matter. That my customer will say, I will own own this car, right, Jack? 
And it doesn't have to be right now. It can be in the future. I prefer it to be right now, but it could be in the future. So my customer will select. And that way, when you come to the desk and Roy will ask you the magical question, and he says, hey, hey, Flo, what's up, buddy? Tell me you got a pick. Please tell me you got a pick. Because if I have a pick, I'm going to sell a car. Because that's all we're supposed to do. Because you see, David's not saying, Mr. Provincio is not saying, because Provincio used to play football too, okay? And Mr. Provincio is not saying, hey, Jazz, give me the ball on the five-yard line so that I can just run five yards in. Uh-uh, uh-uh. All, all David's saying is, say, hey, man, don't get us on the 20 on our side. At least get me to the 40-yard line, and I'll get us 60 yards in. Just give me, give me 40. Give me 40. 40 yards so we can celebrate. And if you get a pick, you get them to the 40-yard line. So you have to have a pick. If you don't have a pick, we can't help you, guys. We can't help you. You can't make a sandwich with no ham or no turkey. I mean, you can, but it it, it ain't going to taste that good, okay? You don't want to have a wish sandwich, okay? So anyway, the, the number one, the number one thing that a salesperson should do is to select the vehicle. So back to what I was talking about. We want to give a proposal to every customer. Right now, we're at 70%. Roy, I need you to help me that it's 100%. David, long team, let's get committed to this, guys. Let's get committed. This is what's made Alex extremely successful in this industry. When I was a salesperson, when I was a manager, when I was a GSM, it, it is, if anybody can ask me, what is one of the secrets, Alex, I would say this would be number one, to push every customer to a worksheet. Because if we push every customer to a worksheet, so, so it should look like this, where the managers are out there looking at the showroom and go, hey, where's that customer at? Let me, where's the worksheet at? We got to push them to a worksheet. It doesn't matter what they say. We got to push them to a worksheet. But before we push them to a worksheet, we got to have a pick. We got to find that car. Now, let me tell you something, guys. <clears throat> let me tell you something, okay? I'm going to call you guys out this morning, salespeople. You're looking for the perfect scenario. Let me tell you what I'm talking about, okay? Right now, okay, let's think about what's happening right now, okay? Right now, as we know, everybody knows this, there's an inventory shortage across the country. True or false? True, yes, yes. So, it's like, okay, uh, check it out, check it out. I'm going to give you the, 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 the analogy here. Remember back, back when the young days when you used to go to the club and you used to walk in at 8, 8 p.m., 9, 9 p.m., okay? Everybody was still in good shape, only one drink into it, right? Girls were looking good and nobody had hooked up with anybody yet. You had a lot of choices, my man. You had a lot of choices, right? You had, okay, well, let me see who I'm going to go talk to tonight, right? Okay, let's forward the clock a little bit to 2 a.m. when you're 3-0, and 0, okay? You went to the bat three times and you haven't, you're, you're, st <laughs> you're still on home base. You haven't even got to first base, okay? And you go out there, and there's three ladies out there who still kind of having some fun. Well, you know what? You got to find something you like. You got to make the best of what you got. So what I'm trying to say is, I'm joking, I'm joking. What I'm trying to say, guys, I'm totally kidding, is right now, we got to find, we got to make with what we have. So you got to go out there and sell what we have. Let me tell you something that you're missing, ladies and gentlemen. You're missing excitement when you're showing these cars. You're not going out there and going, wow. Wow, can I tell you about this about this Dodge truck start? Oh my gosh. It, let me let me come on, let me go get the keys right now. This truck is amazing. I mean, if I start showing a truck like that, let me tell you something. My customer's gonna get excited about it. They're gonna be, wait, wait, wait. I, I never even considered a Dodge, but damn, this guy's excited about it. This gotta be something to it. 
You follow me? So we got to get that excitement back, Caroline. We got to get that excitement back. Uh, Jack, everybody, Mauricio, you can't sell cars like robots, guys. I promise you, if Robocop, I don't care how badass he is, he can't sell cars. I promise you. Yeah, he can kick your butt and he can save you from the bad guys, but he can't sell no cars because he'll go out there and go, how are you doing? Are you looking for a car? He ain't going to sell nothing like that. They're like, get out of here, man. You ain't got to get him excited. We need excitement. We need excitement. We need enthusiasm. That's why when you walk your inventory, you got to get excited about these cars. You got to get to know them. You got to, man, you got to get on the hood and just start kissing. Mm, 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 mm. Start kissing that hood, man. Man, you're a beautiful blue truck. I'm in love with you, baby. Because if I'm in love with you, guess what? I'm going to sell it to you. If I can only tell you, I'm married to a German girl. I'm married to a German girl, guys. And my wife loves Mexican food. Now, do you think she was just like that when I met her? I mean, this girl loves Mexican food more than I do now. Who do you think sold her on it? Hey, try this, babe. Trust me. Trust. She loves freaking pozole. She even makes that shit herself now. And it's delicious. It is the, it's the best pozole. She learned how to make it because but whenever she first started, she's like, I don't know, Alex. I don't know. I, I don't really like soups. And I don't, I don't like garbanzos or, or, or hominy. I'm not, I don't know. Babe, come on. Put some chili on it. Put some oregano. Put some, some uh, cabbage in it. Come on, girl. Just try it. Give me, let me give you this tostada. Next thing you know, she's like, whoa, this is delicious. You, you, see, you see where I'm going with this? She didn't want pozole at first. Okay? And all these things that she eats now, she would have never tried them had I not sold in arms. Had I not said, hey, just try it. You're going to love it. Trust me. Just take a bite. Let's go on a test drive. Let's open it up. Let's turn the radio on. Sit in it. Feel the wheel. The feel of the wheel. What makes the deal, ladies and gentlemen? Come on. Come on, guys. How do you think I saw all those cars, man? 36 cars a month. And I'm like, what, 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 oh, oh, let's go, baby. Come on. All right. So I want you to do like this. Okay. Go like this. Okay. Okay. All right. Adjust your crown because your crown's crooked like this. Put your crown on straight, okay? Because I got nothing but kings and queens up in this house. Kings and queens, baby. And we're going to go out there and we're going to dominate. We're going to dominate, but we got to get excited, guys. We got to get excited, okay? And we got to tell our people, we got to tell our customers, ready? Are you ready? We got to tell our people what we can do, not what we can't do. Please, managers. Don't be telling your salespeople, oh, well, we can't do that. Oh, we can't do that. Oh, we can't do that. We can't, man, you're a freaking Mexican. You're an American. You're not an American. You're an American. Okay? So don't be an American. Okay? I don't care if, if you're upside down or if you're sitting upside, upside out. Don't matter. Okay? Okay? Whatever you do, don't be a, don't be a Mexican. Okay? Have a can attitude. I always, when I used to do training live before, the, before COVID started, I used to always tell people, reference everybody to Jamaica, okay? Jamaica, you come out of that, uh, that really nice resort, and it's kind of dangerous, so you got to be careful where you go, but there'll be people right outside of the resort. And don't laugh, don't laugh at my Jamaican accent, okay, because it's terrible. But they're like, yo, man, what do you need, man? And they're like, hey, man, I need, I need this, whatever it is. That's right, Jamaica Motors, Robert's heard me say this. Whatever it is, they go, you know what they say? No problem, man. No problem, man. Here's the point. So what do we need? We need to push everybody to a worksheet. We need to have excitement. 
okay? We got to get committed. We got to do all those things that Roy talked about. We got to have momentum. He says, don't lose the momentum. We all got to be wolves and don't leave anything on the bone. Fight for every single deal, guys. We got what? We got Friday. We got Saturday. We got freaking Sunday to go to the flea market and try to sell a car. Maybe Costco. I don't care. Then you got Monday and you got Tuesday, man. We got plenty of month left, guys. We got plenty of month left to make it happen. I don't want anybody struggling. Nobody should be struggling for money right now, guys. I just got back from a 20 group. I've been around a bunch of dealers at meetings in Detroit and in Dallas and everywhere. And everybody's saying the same story. Salespeople are making the most money they've ever made before. Managers are making the most money they ever made before. This is, we're not doing anything special, guys. I mean, I'm not taking anything away from what we're doing. But everybody's experiencing this. So if, if you're not making it right now, you should be extremely concerned because when, t- when times go normal, then you're really going to be struggling. Because right now, it's easy. In fact, we were talking about, a deal. I was talking to a dealer and I said, man, I worry because I hire all these new people that have never been in the car business and they're coming in selling these cars and they probably think it's this easy all the time, but it's not this easy all the time. When t- things are normal, you got to make a lot more phone calls. You got to make a lot more appointments. You got to go out there and people shop your prices. People are comparing you to other dealerships. True or false? True or false? Right now, we have the advantage. So let's take advantage. Okay, I'm going to say that again. We have the advantage, so guess what? Let's take advantage. Amen? Hey, guys, who believes God is good? Who believes God is good? All right, guys. Who? Hey, who, who wants to hear a good job when you're not doing a good job? I know I don't. And I know nobody likes it, guys, but I don't want somebody to BS me. I can't have somebody just patting me in the back and say, hey, I'm really proud of you. You're the greatest when things are not getting done. Who here can say, I, I Alex, I do everything every time? Nobody can. Nobody can. We're all going to fall short of the glory of God, right? Always, 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 always. We're humans. We're humans. We tend to re- regress. We tend to get complacent. We tend to get lazy sometimes. We tend to take the path of least resistance, true or false, okay? We want to figure out how can I do this? Think about this. How many things in your life have you tried to figure out? How can I get the same results without working as much? Come on. Can, I, can we keep it real? Can we keep it 100 today? Can we keep it 100 today? How can I still do this and do half the work? (laughs) But that's not how it works, guys. Let's go out there, guys, and let's do this. Let's do this. All right, so let's go out there, guys, and let's just lift some car deals, okay? Let's go break some records, okay? Let's go. Let's not make any excuses. God bless you. I love you.